everybody. Welcome to episode 157 of the Youth Ministry Booster Podcast. This is the 11th part in our multi-part series in October, celebrating and encouraging women who are serving and leading in youth ministry. It's a near daily dose of an interview or content episode with a woman serving and leading in youth ministry, posing the big questions, sharing their call insight and journey into youth ministry. And today is another one of those good days. It's Angela Amarine talking about what it means to depend in youth ministry. Also some really keen insights about volunteer and recruiting that you're really going to enjoy. And so this interview is great. And again, we are so thankful for this month's celebration and all of these wonderful women that have shared their stories and we get to celebrate and encourage them. If you know somebody that we need to be celebrating and encouraging that we haven't yet, please email us either Chad or Zach, that's Z-A-C, at youthministrybooster.com. We want to hear from the folks that we need to hear from. If you have women in your life in youth ministry, you can nominate them uh, and, and tell their story by hashtagging an Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook post with hashtag WomenNYM. Also, that giveaway at youthministrybooster.com slash giveaway, where you can win a year of Booster and a year to the subscription box of your choice for the woman in youth ministry that you care about. We are so thankful for you listening. Hope you enjoy this content. And if you get a chance, check out youthministrybooster.com for the kinds of network support and masterminds. Women in youth ministry hear us when we say mastermind season is fast upon us. And if you aren't signed up for one, you can get signed up at youthministrybooster.com to find the right kinds of encouragement, growth, and challenge in youth ministry. But until the end, uh, this is Zach. And now here is Chad interviewing Angela Amarine from Kentwood, Michigan. Hello and welcome to Youth Ministry Booster. My name is Chad Higgins, and we are super glad that you're with us today. Um, We are with uh, Angela, and I will let you uh, introduce yourself, tell us who you are, where you're from, all of those fun things. Yeah, I'm laughing because I'm pretty sure you forgot how to say my last name already, but that's all right. Um, I, my, right? Oh, very good. Very good. Yeah, uh, here's the deal. I'll, I'll be totally honest with you. This is me transparent. I looked down at it. I wrote it down. I got scared. <laughs> you know what I mean? I did. I got scared. You know We've all met those students where they say their name and then we ask them to say it again. And then you have to say, can you spell your name for me, please? Oh. So that I actually... Hey, listen, oh, anyway. You're speaking to the right person. I, I don't know how many of those like kids that I've called buddy for far too many... Like, Yeah, it's a little embarrassing. But yeah, um, yeah. anyways, I... Um, my husband and I and our two kids, we live in Kentwood, Michigan, which is a suburb of Grand Rapids, Michigan, which is an amazing place to live. I highly recommend it. And uh, I currently serve as the uh, student ministries program coordinator at Kentwood Community Church. And uh, it is a part-time role. And I love that because then I get to uh, homeschool my kids. That's awesome. How, now, how old are your kiddos? I have a seven-year-old, and then my daughter is just about to turn five. Very cool. So I got a boy and a girl, a seven-year-old and five-year-old. Now, what are these personalities like? Um, Kaden, my seven-year-old, is a rule follower, which cracks me up because I don't think that I am much <laughs> of a rule follower. And um, Kalia is not. <laughs> That's awesome. So uh, I say it's like she's my mini me. You know, she's got like a little bit of rebellious, but she's still creative, and she, you know, she can color in the lines when she needs yeah. to. But uh, yeah, 
That's so. isn't it amazing how like different our kids can be. Oh, very much, very right. much. And we talk a lot. My husband and I are like, is it nature versus uh, nurture, or you know, how much is like what they're just born with, and how right. much of it is like what we teach them. So. Right, having a sibling, all those kind of things. So, tell me, how did you get into student ministry? What has that journey been like for you? Um. Yeah. So. I graduated a really long time ago. <laughs> I graduated in 2003 from Spring Arbor University um, with an education degree, elementary education. And I knew that I didn't want to go into education. And so I wanted to be a worship pastor. And I felt like um, there had been a lot of people along the way that had, that had confirmed that. And so I started applying for worship pastor positions. And uh, I got a call from a church up in Midland, Michigan, and they said, hey, we'd love to uh, interview you. We did like a phone interview, and on the phone, they said, you'd actually be helping out with the youth group. I was like, oh, okay, well, I've really never done that before, but like I could help. And then when I got there for the in-person interview, they said, well, you would be the worship pastor (laughs) and the youth pastor. And... I mean, my jaw must have hit the floor. I just thought, I have no idea how to do that. I mean, I've been in youth group. I helped a little bit. Um, so I always say that, like, I was tricked into being a youth pastor. Yeah. But, um, you know, here I am 15 years later. And <laughs> uh, God, it's just been really funny along the way. Each kind of each next step that I had, there were youth pastor positions that were open. And yeah. um yeah, that's <laughs> it's awesome. Really crazy it, it's amazing how many people I've met that their like introduction to student ministry has gone down that same road of like, hey, would you help with our student ministry? And by help, we mean completely in charge. Yeah, we mean you're doing everything. And <laughs> right. I mean, I remember like as soon as I like took the job. I was calling every youth pastor I knew. I was reading every book I could read. I was, you know, like going to every youth pastor conference I could go to. And I think that, like, honestly, I joke. I'm like, I was probably the best youth pastor ever that year. I was so um, innocent to it and so hungry and so, um, and just felt like I had no clue what I was doing because I didn't. And um, I learned very quickly. Yeah. So in your time in student ministry, tell me one of your favorite moments. Oh, gosh. All right. So I was trying to think of some of my, you know, I've got a lot of those really funny moments where it's like, you know, a kid has whipped cream on their face and someone else is throwing Cheetos at them. Um, One of my least favorite moments is when I did a game. And I had a pie pan filled with flour, like baking flour, and a piece of bubble gum in it. And I was like, this is going to be great. I'm sure I found the game online somewhere. Mm-hmm. And I had the kids come up, and they had to uh, find a piece of bubble gum with their mouth. And then they had to blow a bubble first. Well, I didn't think to ask if anybody had an allergy. Oh. And so a girl put her face in the flour, and she's like, what is this? I said, oh, it's flour. And she was like, I'm allergic to flour. And uh, so that, that would be 
That would be not a favorite moment. She is okay, by the way, years ago. She has forgiven me all as well. The parents were fine. Did, did she, um, like, balloon up? No, because she just realized right away. I was really glad to... There was one of our uh, volunteers is a nurse. And so she just took her to the side. They washed it off. You know, she didn't ingest a lot of it. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. That was a little embarrassing. You're not like um, epi pinning a kid in the heart in the back of the room. Oh, fortunately, no. She was one of my core students, so I suppose that was a good thing. Wow. Um, to where I now, anytime we do a game with food, I say probably four or five times, does anybody have a food allergy that's out there? Um, but one of my favorite, this was more, a more recent thing that happened. Um, I had just started my job at Kentwood Community Church, and so I was getting to know the students. We were really new to the area. So we've been, we moved to Grand Rapids the year before. Um, we volunteered for a little bit, and then the current youth pastor at the time um, asked if I would come on staff and created this position that I have now for me, which was really amazing. And um, so I was getting to know the students. And I also play in our main worship center. I um, play and sing um, every now and then there. And so there were a couple of students that were also like in the main worship team, but that I never saw at youth group. So there's this one kid, um, Trent, and he was an amazing musician, you know, plays multiple instruments, but I never saw him at youth group. And he always seemed to be talking to the kids at church. But I just never knew why he didn't come. So we were about to do a mission trip. It was just, I think it was the next week. And we are going to uh, Easter rehearsal. And our paths crossed in the hallway. And I just felt like the Holy Spirit said, you need to ask him to come to the mission trip. And I was kind of tired. I'm like, I can just ask him another time. You know, it's funny how these thoughts can go through your head so quickly, right? I'm like, oh, it's too late. He's not going to have the money. And I was like, no, Angel, just do it. So I turned around and I was like, hey, Trent, like, have you been going on this mission trip? And he, to my surprise, seemed really interested. And um, I was like, yeah. So I gave him all the brief details. You know, the next day I get a call from his mom and <laughs> she's like, so Trent says he's going to go on this mission trip with you next week. <laughs> and um, long story short, um, he came on the mission trip and uh, became so heavily involved in our youth group. He actually just graduated from, um, from our youth group and was my one of my most invested students. I mean, really, yeah. he has told me that that was, that trip was life-changing for him and um you know learning to listen to the promptings of the holy spirit and being obedient to that has just been a huge huge lesson for me um you know i wish maybe i would have learned it longer ago (laughs) but um i don't know that to me that's really one of my favorite ministry moments is seeing a student where like the ministry that we did really impacted him and changed his life and really like the trajectory of where he's going. So yeah. I, yeah. For so many students, like or they're waiting for the ask. Right. And not like, yeah. not yep. like they're like, we're like, well, unless they ask me, I'm not going, but you know what I mean? Like 
totally. So, so often we just have to kind of get over ourselves in some ways, right? And like yeah. make that ask and, and really reach out. And, and for many kids, continuing to reach out, right? Over and over, oh, yeah. and over again. Like, I don't know how many kids I've gotten to like minister to the like morning of like <laughs> you know what i'm talking yep. about like yeah oh yeah we can either be frustrated about that or go i'm gonna take this opportunity right and, yeah and utilize it and, and and try to pour into the student um and, and you know and you could just see that in the student yeah. you know he was hungry and he was i don't even know if he knew you know at the time that yeah. You know, this was what he really needed. He needed God to invade his life. And this was going to be the avenue that was going to do it for him. Um, and, and I think the same thing with volunteers. I think the absolute best way to get a volunteer is to ask somebody. Yep. Is to see somebody that you think, you know, and maybe it's somebody that they've never served in student ministries in their life. But if you can go up to them and say, hey, like, let's go out and talk in I feel like maybe this would be the right partnership for us at the right, right. time. And let me tell you why student ministries is so incredible. I mean, I have gotten um, just some incredible people that I don't know if they ever would have just walked up to us, you know? Yep. A thousand percent. Like I'm so on board with that. Like I like believe that like to the nth degree. And, and along with that, I found like when you ask leaders, like ask them to the vision, not to the task. That's one oh, of the things that totally. I feel, right? like if you walk up to somebody and you're like, Hey, will you lead a seventh grade boys small group? They're like, Oh my right. God, that sounds horrible. Right. But I know. Like, I know. <laughs> you're like, but if you're like, Hey, we're trying to reach every student in this community with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Are you interested in joining us in that? Like that's a right. different ask than will you sit in this stinky room for an hour a week, right? <laughs> um, well, and definitely. And, you know, I think as that goes, um, you know, there's just, I have gone from asking people to do a task to really sitting down with them. And I don't even say what the task is when I right. initially do the ask, you know, I'm like, would you just sit down and can we just talk about what this could look like? And because too, sometimes it, once they catch the vision, they may have a different idea of what they could do than what I do. That's beyond what I thought. And yeah, so I don't want to limit them by, you know, prompting them with something that maybe isn't the right fit. Yeah, so. that's good. And by that time you have their cell phone number and they can't get away from you. Right. Exactly. That's it. That's it. <laughs> if you can find out where they all the weird gifs. <laughs> All right. Final question. I want you to think back. This is first year in ministry for you. We have a time machine. You get to buy yourself a cup of coffee and give yourself one piece of wisdom or advice. What would you tell yourself? Um, be more adventurous with my hair earlier on. No, um, <laughs> yes. uh, um, I, I shaved, I shaved uh, one side of my head about three years ago and best decision I've ever made. Okay. Um, no, <laughs> I would, um, I would tell myself that the best thing that I could ever do is be dependent on the Lord. Mm. And by that, I don't just mean like, 
hey, let's all pray together five minutes before service. I mean, like, every day on my knees, admitting to myself and to God that I cannot create a cool enough program or great enough thing to change somebody's heart. And I feel like, you know, along the way, there's definitely been snippets of that, definitely seasons where I was more dependent. And, you know, for me as a person, those were some incredible seasons because typically it was maybe a drier time in ministry. It was maybe a time when things were really difficult. It was a time when the leadership over me wasn't pouring in or was lacking. And I was picking up all these pieces and doing all these tasks and those moments of just utter dependence every single day, those have made me into the person that I am. And I think the best thing that any youth pastor can do is care for their soul, their own soul and their connection to the father. And, um, I would encourage myself, don't get distracted by everything else, everything this world has to offer, even in our Christian realm, even in our youth ministry realm, all the different things you could possibly do. Don't get distracted from the main thing. So that's what I tell myself. I love it. I absolutely love it. That's such amazing, amazing advice. Thank you so much for listening to Youth Ministry Booster. Um, we we hope that this story has encouraged you. We hope that Angela's wisdom here is something that we not only take to our heart, but something that we live by. Thanks for joining us today. We look forward to seeing you. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, absolutely. We'll see you tomorrow. All right, there you go. That's our interview with Angela Amarine all the way from Kentwood. Uh, Thank you so much, friend, for sharing insightfully, truthfully, and with a keen reminder that it is dependence. Uh, the diligence and the dependence of youth ministry and not our capacity to create uh, that makes us faithful to the call. If you like what you heard today, uh, check out Youth Ministry Booster on wherever you're getting your podcast. We'd love to have you subscribe, rate, and review. That always means a lot to us. And again, check out youthministrybooster.com if you're interested in the kind of mastermind group that will encourage you and stay with you and challenge you in youth ministry. That is the network and the community to learn and grow together if you're serving in youth ministry. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll be back with you tomorrow for another episode in our Women in Youth Ministry celebration this month. Thanks. I'm going to turn your world upside down. And I'm going to show you